0: Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast, where we equip and encourage men to grow to be godly leaders in their families, churches, and communities. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast, episode 10. My name is Steve Glick. I'm here with my brother from another, Garrett Barbush. Episode 10, Steve. Man, double digits. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, man. Who would have ever thought? Well, I believed in you the whole time. I appreciate it, man. Humble beginnings, you know? Yeah,
1: humble beginnings. And here we are, humble beginnings again. <laughs> Uh, Due to the fact that we have a flooded building, Mm. and we had to move locations, and we did not have proper ear attire, headphone attire, and so Steve and I are, yeah, we're sharing nice and close headphones. Uh, We were really prepared for this one, so... (laughs) Bear with us,
0: folks. That's what happens when you get kind of ousted from your comfortable surroundings in the land of milk and honey. Although, technically, we're still in the land of milk and honey. We are still in the promised land. We're just on the outskirts of the promised land. That's right. Yeah. It's a little nicer out here, though, i gotta, I got to say. Yeah. It's climate control. <laughs> well, today's episode, episode 10, is brought to you by Brookside Builders, a full-service residential remodeler serving the Lancaster PA, PA area since 1999. We love Brookside Love them. So go to brooksidebrothers.com for all your remodeling dreams. High quality work there. High quality work. High quality H2O. High quality H2O. So I'd like to introduce our special guest for today. Today is an exciting episode. Today we have MJ Salvatore. MJ is a volunteer campus community group director at Vox Church in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Shout out, Connecticut. New England area. New England, baby. Yeah, he's also a personal trainer and group exercise trainer for his local YMCA. He has a heart for men's ministry, discipleship, creating community, and investing in leaders. And I got to say, he also he also knows how to come dressed to the T for this Men of Iron podcast. Yeah, look look at, at him. Look at that Iron Sharpens Iron man. shirt, man. You look good, MJ.
2: Looking <laughs> good.
0: What's God. going on, man? You want to say what's up to our Men of Iron community?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Happy to be here, here guys. guys. You, you guys are awesome. I'm looking forward to having you.
0: We are honored to have you, man. This is fun. Um, Yeah, MJ's kind of been a friend of Man of Iron for, I don't know, probably a couple years. And I reached out to him about joining the podcast because I just love what he's all about. I love his heart for community, his heart for men's ministry, for discipleship. And I thought, who better to talk about building community than MJ Salvatore? Yeah, the campus
1: community group director. Talk about community. Seriously, yeah.
0: this guy just eats and breathes community and discipleship. So we're honored to have you, MJ.
2: Thank you guys yeah, so much. Fun. I'm happy to be here.
0: Awesome, man. So we're going to start this off with Take 5. I, still, I can't wait. I still need some exciting intro music for Take yeah, 5. Like do do
1: do do do. Yeah,
0: exactly. Something
1: like who wants to be a millionaire, you know?
0: Something to get us going. So, uh MJ, you ready for this? As ready as I think I'll ever be. Let's do it. I don't know if it's hot in Bridgeport, Connecticut, but it is hot down here it is it's a million degrees it's oppressive oppressive yeah. so we're gonna make you sweat a little more so yeah. get, right, get ready all right all right Let's question go. number one for take five is who or what inspires you
2: Ooh, great, great question. question uh first and yeah. foremost uh god just, just living the breathing example, example of a leader and the people that i'm currently running my life with right
0: now
2: awesome awesome
0: i love it man question number two is what is one of your favorite childhood memories
2: Probably, <laughs> when I was about six years old, I got to meet the Green Power Ranger at the trick shop in my town. I was a die-hard Mighty Morphin Power Ranger fan, so I got to meet the Green Ranger at six. I got the picture and stamp to approve and uh, approve all that. Man. <laughs> so. Yeah, Talk about
1: childhood memories. Uh, that's probably not something you want to admit on a men's ministry podcast, MJ. But hey, if you're comfortable doing it, you know
2: what, bro? I got
1: no J. Uh, no
0: <laughs> well, I, I just my wife and I took our daughter to uh, Sesame Place this weekend, and when she met Elmo, she lost her lid. So it's probably something like that. Yeah,
1: very, very similar. Yeah. I could see MJ losing his lid yeah, sure. totally over the Green
2: Power Ranger for sure. Totally fangirled out over Green. Oh, that's
0: so good, man! I love it. Question number three is, what would you name your boat if you had one? You might have a boat, though. You live in in the New England. I I I don't
2: don't have have a boat. boat. I wish I had a boat. Um, Probably Legend. Legend.
1: Mm. Look at that. I like that. That's a good answer on your feed. I like it.
0: (laughs) It's good. (laughs) What
1: about you, G? I'm going to swing this one to you now. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? You could have prepped me for this.
0: Uh-oh. Hey, he came Uh-oh. up with an answer in like 30 seconds. That doesn't mean that
1: I need to as well. <laughs> I'll let you know by the end of the podcast. <laughs> right, this is not my weird. take
0: five. He, he's not going to be focused the rest of the podcast. Yeah, he's gonna be going to be thinking <laughs> about my boat name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number four is what's a favorite book you've re- recently read or maybe you're reading right now?
2: Oh, I actually just finished Tyler Reagan's book. um uh, the president of Catalyst, The Life-Giving
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I was actually just looking at that book on Amazon today. He's. We actually met him. What was that? Last fall, yeah, he yeah, was, it's going on. A, uh not quite a year, but yeah, yeah, yeah lot, he, late last fall. Yeah, he was at our office. They were in. Uh, they were in Lancaster for one day Catalyst at LCBC Church. Um, all right. So yeah, yeah, that was pretty neat.
1: Tyler and the other crew from from uh, Catalyst all came in, and good people's down there.
0: That's awesome. All right, so MJ's knocking. He's out of the park. So question five. This is it right here. What is something not many people know about MJ Salvatore?
2: you guys got me with number Deep, five dark <laughs> secrets uh,
0: uh, he's sweating now man look at him
2: oh you know what here's something uh when i was born my name was not technically just mj it actually used to stand for
0: something hmm. okay and
2: what was it it used to stand for mario john the Third. and then we did a little legal name change when i was about four years old and now it's just letter m letter j we're not going to get into the family debate as to why. But. That's funny because
0: we had a phone phone call last week, and I asked him what the MJ stood for. He's like, actually, it doesn't stand for anything. I was like, man, all right. That's interesting. Hey, hey, I I dig it. I dig it. I dig MJ. Uh, It's just MJ, you know, just like Prince, you know. That's right. Yeah. Love it, man. Will you survive? Take five. That was pretty fun. I think. He's sweating. Look at.
1: Yeah, get that H two O in you. Get that H two O. Awesome,
0: man. Well, that was fun. I appreciate you answering those questions for us. Uh, yeah, I think now we just love to kind of hear, hear your testimony, man, hear your story, hear your faith journey. Um, if you'd love yeah. to share that with us, that'd be awesome.
2: Oh my gosh, happy to share it. So uh, I just I turned 30 a couple months back, and uh, for most of my life growing up as a kid, I uh, grew up in a Christian home, went to the private Christian school, to then go to the Christian Christian college fair, to to go go to the Christian university, university, because that's what I thought you were supposed to do. Um, It really kind of implemented my, I would say at the time, religion based on my upbringing. There wasn't really a personal relationship with the Lord, uh, just between him and I until I was about 22 years old. And through a lot of just dark places and just severe brokenness, especially my relationship with my dad growing up, um, just caused a huge, like, lack of identity in my own heart of what it meant to be a man. Like, what does it actually look like to lead well? Like, all these things were never taught to me. So I kind of just, in my best attempts, tried to <coughs> me, do that for myself and kind of just downward spiraled from there just with a lot of hurt from choices he made and just a lot of pent-up bitterness and anger and frustration and uh, found out that he was having multiple affairs and really just like, I don't know, the anger that I saw in those moments in my late part of my teenage years into my early 20s definitely saved me for a very long time. And it wasn't until just amongst the brokenness of just partying in college, just having all of these different, you know, emotional ties with all these different women, being completely drunk at a bar and just making poor choices to, um... Unfortunately, like having like a 14 year long battle with heavy duty pornography addiction. And um, one day when I moved back home from college, God spoke to me. One of the first times I remember just the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit saying to me, what are you doing? And just not where he was yelling or pushing just very gently, what are you doing? And I was forced to move home, confront everything that I was running away from at the time. And in that moment, I said, Lord, I don't know what this is going to look like, but I'm going to choose you right now. This time, it's about you and I. This is not about anybody else. Do whatever needs to be done. And at the time, for where I was at at 22, praying that prayer to see the effects of it eight years later, part of me wishes just kind of like word vomit. Take it back. Take it back. Take it back. Take it back. And just because you you know you never know what the answer to those prayers are going to look like. And the eight-year gap that I prayed back, since I prayed that prayer, that prayer, the Lord totally started, started to peel back layers in my heart like, like an onion, like, like dealing with the bitterness, bitterness the resentment, um, coming clean about the addiction, learning to actually <clears throat> work through the process of forgiveness towards my father while, <clears throat> while I watched my mom and dad get a divorce. Hmm. Um, and that happened a couple of years ago. So like just that whole process being drawn out in front of me, coming home. Having everything materialistic stripped away from me, becoming super isolated, not attending a church that was for me at the time, not knowing what community was—all these things—I'm like, Lord, said, do whatever needs to be done, not take it all away, and just like super humble moment, <laughs> super humble moment, and just really um, little by slowly step were taken for me um, to just really start acting on what I had prayed versus actually just saying it. And so, okay, do what needs to be done. Got to cut the ties with the toxic people you've been hanging out with. What does that look like? What does it look like to find the church and actually start to get plugged in? What does it look like to actually have real accountability versus the surface level accountability? And little by slowly, the Lord starts to just really like pick apart all those dark areas and just all of those areas that were so just broken and started to just mend them little by little. And with that, I stepped into Box Church a couple years ago. We were in transition from a campus pastor at the time who also started right when I came back. Everyone's like, oh what a coincidence. I'm like, no, just God being good at being God. <laughs> and he like literally had like, pulled me aside one day and said, Hey, I see something in you. I want to help cultivate the leadership I see like let me help you get to where you need to go and really took me under his wing and started to invest. And the last two years, I feel like there's been an acceleration in my own journey where I've really started to learn what does it mean to actually execute daily rhythms and good disciplines while making sure I'm having my adequate time with God? What does it look like for me to execute self-awareness in my own heart, to ask myself a hard question, take those questions to the Lord. And then when I got a taste of what that freedom was like, I wanted others to experience it. And that's where God just starts to develop my heart for community, community groups, men's ministry, seeing people set free from addictions, knowing that generational change do not define them. What does it look like to build a legacy now to plan for the future later? Like what are we doing now to plan for that? And So the Lord just continued to increase those desires and the people that he brought in over the last couple of years, have helped fuel me closer to my destiny so I literally tell people the big like one or two sentence statement of the whole testimony being in Connecticut now the place that held so much brokenness for me is now the place where God has allowed the most redemption so that's what I'm at right now so thirty saving up to be real great so far so I'm excited to see what what happens with the 24 heart oh man it's powerful
0: that's
1: good stuff, you know. I I I look back at that, and you know, as you're telling your story, I kind of get into that whole OAI thing. Like, okay, observe, kind of, you know, observe what he's saying and and his story, and interpret it, and, and kind of how does this apply to what we all go through as men, and and just a couple of those observations is, you know, I don't know all the details of of that dark season of your life right but it's it's in those dark seasons i've found at least you know so many times that the 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 dark stuff is often happens the most when we're in isolation you know Mm -hmm. even though from the surf like from the outside looking into your life during that season like oh yeah mj's got buddy you know friends and buddies he's going out with and partying with but like you come home from those nights right we've all been there (laughs) you come home those nights and you feel completely isolated you're you're alone you you feel alone in in your conviction you feel alone in your sin you feel and then hearing the last couple of years right of a man stepping in and saying hey i see something in you i want to cultivate that i want to pour into you i want to use my resources to further you along like it it all goes back to relationships Mm -hmm. and and um you know trying to find those people in our lives that um see things in us that we don't see in ourselves and right need to tell us the things that we don't always like to hear. And, uh, it's just so, so crucial and so significant.
2: Absolutely, man. Totally, totally agree, man.
1: Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, if you, if you don't mind, we're just going to kind of touch on MJ. Um, well, before I even do that, like what just an awesome story of, of redemption yeah. and, um, you know, I know you and I have spoken a couple of times, um, and, kind of follow you from a distance via social media and uh, can just in the time frame that you first introduced yourself to me I think it was a Facebook message or email or something I can't remember do you remember what our initial contact was I can't remember um, out of
2: my head it, it was an email bro I think, I think just, just I had recently joined Instagram, joined Instagram and like came across like people like, to follow so I'm just like being on networking that way and I think I just like saw that you were working with the organization and, like, clicked Click the link from Men of men Iron and just kind of saw what you were about and then, like,
1: found the email. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, right. And, and, and from there, like, you know, uh, this sounds super, like, stalkerish, but, uh, like, kind of following your journey a little bit via social media and Facebook and just kind of seeing... I mean, you didn't get into it there, but, like, you've lost weight. You've, you like, you've gotten your crap together, uh, which is just incredible so yeah, and i say that like in a good way like oh, look at his uh, guns man yeah. yeah shvelt he's so shvelt hey, guys.
0: <laughs> our listeners are, are just disappointed yeah. right now for sharing headphones iTunes, telling and...
1: each other that we're Schvelt. oh uh, my goodness <laughs>
0: uh but mj why don't you give just a
1: current life update man like what what are you up to now i know you're the you know leading some things volunteer wise at vox church i know you're doing some things at the ymca what you give us an update on where you're at at 30 years
2: old yeah so um again as soon as 30 hit a lot of people ask me does it feel different does it feel different and at first i was like no not yet just another day like but when you enter into any type of new year new season um where your focus is fixed on the lord i feel like that truly sets you up for where god intends to take you Hmm. for me going into 30 i was very contingent upon who i wanted to start the 30s with and who i also wanted to close my 20s out with and once 30 hit, all of a sudden, I just kind of hit the ground running. Classes pick up at the YMCA. I picked up this job at the YMCA like four years ago on an ad on Craigslist just for like pocket money at the time. Not even knowing what God intended to do through it. And physically, it helped to um, get me to where I wanted to go as far as learning personal training, exercise instruction, and just the gift of encouragement and intentionality that God has given me to bless other people with that. When I'm teaching a class and I have a full class, like I that. to survive off of that energy. So I'm teaching classes, I'm doing personal training, I'm meeting people who were physically where I was at years ago, getting to share my story, but also empathize with them for where they're currently at. Step into the new role at the church actually just less than a week ago. They announced me this past Sunday, but this is like very new. um about this role, but I've been in training for it for a while, on un- on to you know, really myself until someone was like, hey, we actually want you to do this for the church. Like, how would you feel about that? So I immediately, it wasn't even a second thought for me. Um, and I just have a passion now just for continuing to exercise and just daily spiritual rhythm. And through the volunteer role, even just serving at church, I do a lot of setup and tear down. I'm on the prayer team. So just always had that desire to serve and just give back. So to be able to contend for people, is just what my heartbeat is currently at this stage of my life. And I want to keep doing that going into my 30s and just doing it with the right people, which has led me over the last couple of years and even now to lead uh, men's small groups. I just wrapped up one uh, we went from April to the end of July. And we actually read through uh, Mark Addison's book, Play the Man, one of my favorite books that I have ever read. Um, and we had 30 guys go up to this. Which is just kind of unheard of. And we literally just walk through life. And there's a big difference when we're actually walking life versus I think just doing life. Doing you can say, yeah, I'm doing life, sure. But when you're walking inside a link with somebody, it changes the game. So through that, I'm seeing these guys that I've done a lot of small groups that set free. They're stepping into leadership in this upcoming season for our church, leading their own small groups. And just a ripple effect of just a desire and a conviction on my heart to want to see men set free. God is just continuing to collect and really have his hand over. And I just love seeing other people thrive. That's like what we're heart to do. So that's where I'm at in this season of life. Just watching other people thrive, wanting
0: that's good stuff, That's man. Fun, man. Yeah. It sounds like you guys at Vox are, are doing men's ministry the right way. It's, <laughs> certainly, you're yeah. seeing the yeah, you're certainly seeing the effects of it. Because anytime you can get thirty men in a room at a men's event for a church, I think you're you're doing something right. Yeah, no doubt
2: about <laughs> it. That's <Absolutely>. for sure. <laughs> Absolutely, you know what? You we actually had the first night that we met, at the end of April, my co-leaders and I were praying before and We prayed over the space. We were so diligent about how we went about this, what material we wanted to do. The first night we're all gathered and I'm just laughing to myself. I'm like, God, how is this going to go? Literally, He had the age range he had? 19 to as old his late 60s and everywhere in between. Married, single, divorced, kids, no kids, college, what you name it. The first night, I'm watching like or five guys break down crying, and I was like, I expected this to happen like six weeks in, like, <laughs> you wouldn't see. But I think what allows other men to get skyrocketed to where we need to go is that transparency. Hmm. Because if you're, you're not willing to be transparent and vulnerable out, out the gate, like, you're gonna stay at the surface, and it's like an iceberg you only see the tip, and you know, icebergs, there's so much. cool side story that I have in like two weeks now I'm just, just like sitting man. back watching them all just boring <laughs> that's
1: awesome <laughs> well let awesome. me ask you this I mean we're getting yeah. off script a little bit here off the agenda but I feel like we should just go this direction I mean obviously you know being in the role that you are at your church kind of even I'll just use this men's group as an example you know yeah. you, you take 30 guys you're, you're reading through this book there's conversations that are happening on a weekly basis Um. You know, and I, and I was just at a what they called a tune-up event a couple weeks ago. A group of guys here locally that put it on, and you know, the speaker that came in talked about you know his his philosophy is that men um, the number one issue with men is focus. The number one issue with men is focus, and and it, I, I think I knew that deep down inside. I'd never really kind of heard it just like put it that simply, like, hey, it's not it's not finances, it's not faith, it's not, it's focus. Like if men could just stay focused, we, we would be a lot better off. And I, I said this to my executive coach a couple weeks ago. I said, I've been in a season of life where, you know, married, young kids, uh, growing ministry um, demands, responsibilities are, are growing and, you know, it's just been a lot. And the one thing that has, Left my life quicker than I realized, and now I've got to be super intentional about it. Before, which is that was never the case because it was just always very, came very naturally. Was like my community, my friends, the mm-hmm. the fellowship, the the everything in my life. And I think there are seasons of our lives as men where maybe we've got more time, maybe it comes a little bit more naturally, uh, and then there are seasons that we've got to be super intentional. Um, about making sure that we're connected, whether that's with a mentor or whether that's with a group of friends or whatever it may be. Um, but to, to hear somebody say the number one issue is focus, and what I realized when he said that was I have not been focused on the community in my life. Like I just – I have not made it a priority. And it's not because I don't want it to, but it's just the rhythms of life. You've mentioned a couple of times that it's the rhythms of life that can sometimes ebb and flow and take us out of what we really need and what we really want. And I think the enemy's really pleased with that sometimes. Because if our priorities aren't in order, uh, very cunningly, very discreetly, before we know it, we don't have people in our lives that we're, we're sitting there reading a book with, you know, and talking about that with. So, uh, I don't know what your experience is with the men. You know, I'm not to throw Vox Church under the bus or anything like that, but like dealing with men in general is, I find that a lot of guys find their value, find their purpose, and what they're doing for their career. Uh, they're putting their kids' events and priorities, you know, well above what they needed to be, and before they know it, uh, it's been several months before they even sat face to face with another man, you know, and talk mm-hmm. through what's going on. So I don't know what your experience has been with that at the church or just in life in general, but
2: um, I say like just, just the, the way, way that the ministry's been, been building, building over the last like, last, like year or so, it's still like, like relatively new, but I've kind of been on the front lines but, like, of like the beginning of it. So I speak on. Personal experience versus like what I've seen currently in the church, since it's all still new. But for myself, seeing the guys who showed up to this group, the very first question I asked, them, I asked them I said, "Give me your name. Why do you want to be a part of this group?" And about eighty-five percent of them said for fellowship and brotherhood. And I think the focus and just like gets—I don't know. Yeah, I think the focus and like even the willingness to step into something like that dissipates when we choose to be isolated. And I think the rhythms of life could sometimes unintentionally isolate us with the word self-awareness is so critical because in those moments, we know if it's going to be a like, the day's going to be bad. Let's put it that way. Like just if, you know, like, It's going to be one of those days. You're going to have to push it. You're going to have to fight a little harder. Are you going to let that circumstance and that attitude dictate what happens throughout the rest of your relationships throughout the day? in the workplace. But like is it gonna ask myself, is it gonna affect the way, way I teach the class? Is it gonna affect the way that I sit down in this meeting, meeting with one of my guys from my study? study? Is it gonna affect how I train with one of these clients? And I think as long as we're literally putting ourselves above other people, because it's, it's not about us. It's not about us. That bridges the gap I think for more direction and more focus, we realize it's not about us. Like we could take care of ourselves, yes, and that's important. But I can't be everything to everybody. And that's another lesson that I've learned just with the guys who haven't been as focused or lost that focus. I can't be everything to everybody. So what does it look like to have them get paired up with somebody who can give that time, who maybe they can get that focus with? And it's a learning experience just like anything else. But throughout the duration of my study, I had a lot of my guys randomly paired up. I prayed through like my list each week and I was like, hey, you and you, you guys are paired up for the week. You guys are paired up for the week. And just a few what God did through that where it was just this week, check in with your partner about purity. Check in with your partner about their timing. Check in with your partner about uh, relational, um, just relational anything, you know. Ask them how they are emotionally. How's your soul? Things like that. And I think just to have somebody in your corner, even if it was just by a pairing, To know that, hey, someone's for me. Someone actually wants to know how I'm doing. They're not just asking, how are you doing? Oh, that's good. It's like, okay, but really? And kind of force them in a good way out of their comfort zone to dig a little deeper. And once that first little, like, chunk was dug, barriers started to come down. Pain started to fall. And the focus got refixed on God because they were linking arms with a brother who was just for them. So that's what I've happen. The focus gets fixed when the priorities are in sync and when you're with the right people and you decide, hey, we're actually going to link and we're actually going to like do this. Awesome.
1: Well, MJ, we certainly appreciate your time. We're kind of coming up on our 30-minute our mark here shortly, but um, certainly want to uh, thank you for your time and thank you for uh, just your overall advocacy for, for men, um, in particular men with with. Uh, being engaged in mentorships and and encouraging one another and accountability and balance and spiritual growth and just the overall significance of that in our culture, we believe that if we start seeing uh, more guys like yourself, you know, leading initiatives like this um, that you're doing at, at Vox Church and even in your community, you know, that's when we're going to start to see a culture change. So, so thanks for everything you're doing, man.
0: Yeah, look, before you go, MJ, I'd love to hear just quickly just a couple, you know, one, two, three guys in your life, men in your life who have who have poured into you over the years and, and been influential, give you a time to shout them out.
2: Oh, man. Let's hope. You know what? I'm a firm believer in being, like, as raw as possible, so if I get emotional, I don't even, I don't even care. I don't even
0: care if I cry. Oh, let, let the tears flow, man. G, G's a crier. Garrett's a crier here, so.
1: Yeah, but I don't cry on podcasts. <laughs>
2: Perfect. So um, the first three that come to my mind, um, my campus pastor, Josh Conrad, who immediately pulled me aside and said, I see leadership in you. I want to invest in you. I can help you get to where you need to go because I know that the sky's the limit for you. He didn't have to do that. That was a stirring prompting from the Holy Spirit. So his impact on me to just actually be faithful and actually know that what I put in my hand to you God will bless just by stepping out here to seeing to people. not letting me just always point me back to God. Always point me back to what God has like called me to. called me out on my stuff <laughs> when I get ahead of myself and that's what I need. And so Dr. Conrad, hands down Canvas Pastor. Number one. Um number two, my best friend Aaron Barnett, who is out in Milwaukee, we actually connected via Instagram like three years mm-hmm. ago. And Got to hang out. We traveled together. We we're ready to go to the Catholic leadership conference in a few weeks down in Atlanta. Awesome. But Aaron is probably the one dude in my life who literally was like, "No, we're gonna link up," and has actually like held true to that word, probably closer than any other guy that the Lord has allowed me to walk with. And people assume that we've known each other our whole lives just because of that dynamic and. Literally, he will call me out on things. He will call me higher. He will point out blind spots in me. We will spend time praying together. We will share what God is teaching each other. We are in the process of editing a book that we wrote together. So, like things that you never thought could happen just from social media being used the right way and trusting that God is doing something even if you don't even understand it it is incredible. I consider him probably the little brother that I never knew I wanted. So that's
1: awesome. Number three, got another one.
2: Number three would be uh, my dude Tim Isley, who I met a year ago. Came into church and we want to talk about the community aspect. Bob, I'm new here. I don't have any Christian friends. I said, "I'll be your friend." I said, "Give me a year. What do you want to see doing your life? What am I contending for?" Literally linked up and have been running for the last year together. Like from an accountability standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, he's getting ready to actually lead his own group in the next few weeks like and just seeing the transition that friendship was one of the first ones where i was able to put my leadership and discipleship into practice with so there's so much sacred weight there for me and you just made me a better leader awesome
0: awesome man appreciate you uh giving us that awesome man well we are going to close out the podcast um mj we thank you for uh joining us man this was awesome it was great to sit down and hear your story and and just hear what you're doing up there in Bridgeport, Connecticut, in the New England area. You're not a Pats fan, now, are you? No. Good. All right. Good. We could still like be. We could still be friends.
2: No, no. Honestly, like I think I don't even like watch football. But, like <laughs> I watch everyone else, and I just sit and I just laugh. Oh, I love it. From... Oh, I love it.
0: I love it. Hey, do you have, do you have time to hang on it and and we can chat once we uh, end the podcast? We'll just be a couple minutes here wrapping up. Absolutely. All right, brother. And by the
1: way, I do want to throw out a little challenge to MJ here because I think it's time for Men of Iron to go to the New England states. So oh
0: man, yes. Let's do it. I
1: think I think hey. there might be a good ministry fit at Vox Church, but I'm just I'm just going to throw that out there.
2: <laughs> I got some connections within the church. All right, good oh, man. stuff, man. All right,
0: MJ. Thanks again, brother. Appreciate it, man. Guys
2: hey. are awesome.
0: All right. Well, what's
1: next, Stevie? What's new this month? Man, uh, we got a lot going on here. How about the office flooding? How about that? Yeah, that's that's certainly new. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, <laughs> can I can I give the uh, listeners a little
0: yeah, just like recap you, you of can that? A, you can certainly give a recap. Yeah. So, Friday,
1: um, it starts raining around lunchtime, and it was nuts. It, uh, I just had this feeling. Looking back now, being at lunch, I just had this feeling like, man, I probably should go back to the office and tell everyone to go home. It was raining so hard. And our office isn't a flood, flood floodplain, like it's, it's you know, but we to get water in the building takes a lot right. of rain, a lot of water. The worst that's going to happen typically is we get flooded, the street gets flooded, we can't get out or whatever. But, like, to get water in a building was amazing. But I go back, and now looking back, I really believe it was, like, prophetic holy spirit prompting to tell people to get out um because that's how fast it all came but i'm going through office to office like hey you need to get out of supply you need to get out of supply you need to get home and people are looking at me like i'm nuts uh well fast forward a couple hours tj musidis uh founder and owner of walk in love calls me and he's like dude we've got water coming in the building Um so rush down there that was a whole that's a podcast in and of itself yeah, it was getting to supply at that point but to make a long story short uh the little town that we live in Manheim Pennsylvania uh, aka the promised land land of milk and honey um we got 10 plus 10 10 plus inches of rain in 4 hours like it was absolutely bizarre uh so i found myself on friday night standing in about 6 to 7 inches of water inside our office Thank God TJ got in there as fast as he did. He was able to get all of our stuff of value off the ground huh. and up on higher you know, desks and things like that. But it was crazy. So hence the reason we're shooting a podcast from a basement today. Yeah. But uh, anyway, thank that, you to, thank that's you to what's new. Thank you to Brian and Heather
0: for allowing us to shoot here, by yeah. the way.
1: Yeah. So what's coming up this month, Um, man, it's not happening this month, but we are taking our last couple of spots. Uh, If you're out there and you love sunshine and warm weather in the month of December uh, in Florida and you want to support Men of Iron financially and you like to play a little golf and take your wife away for a couple days and treat her to a spa, man, we have our One Iron Classic coming up at Streamsong Resort uh, just outside of Tampa, Florida. It is a first-class, world-class resort, and uh, we're taking some folks down there that are supporting the ministry, and uh, we're treating them to a couple great days of golf and and fun and fellowship. So that's December 9th to 12th. You can check out menofiron.org backslash oneironclassic for more information. We've got a fall launch coming up in Reading, Pennsylvania, October 27th. We'll be training some mentors and protégés from Berks County, Pennsylvania. And we are growing Stevie. That's crazy, man. We are growing as a staff, and uh, we are bringing on another full-time hire in Brian Ziegler. Easy. He's starting full-time as our state director in the state of Ohio, and uh, we are also have a search right at, right now. There's a search out for our director of operations, which will work from uh, our headquarters here in Mannheim, Pennsylvania. So good things happening, and if you're out there and you're listening and you feel like maybe a director of operations position open is... Kind of what uh, your gift sets leans up to and lines up with, then um, you know certainly feel free to reach out to us. Yeah. But other than that, Steve, why don't you give him some final thoughts?
0: Final thoughts, man. Again, thanks to MJ for being on the podcast. That was good stuff. Um, you can check out our podcast on iTunes. Search the Men of Iron podcast. Go on there and leave us a five star review with a awesome comment about how great we are. Yeah, make sure you
1: put five stars <laughs> and a comment.
0: Those, of you that just read it without a comment. That's yeah, cheating. I mean, come on. And since MJ was such a great guest, you can put
1: his name in the comment too about yeah. how awesome he is. You know. And when you type it in, make sure you say in your
0: mind, Salvador. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. So yeah, you can find us on iTunes. Uh, you can also go to menofiron.org backslash moi podcast to see our latest podcast, and you can find us on iTunes through there as well. So go on, subscribe, check out some podcasts. There's some good stuff on there thank you again to our sponsor Brookside Builders and G oh, I
1: guess this is the sign off this is the famous <laughs> sign off everybody i've got to do it every podcast you once to. you do it once so it's not a podcast so if you don't. Uh, blessings and is that the one mm-hmm. yeah that's the one, that's right? it. that that's it. so it's uh blessings and honor and glory and power forever <laughs>
0: see you guys